This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. And I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. If you could learn to work and play, and get along with each other. You got to listen to your heart. Welcome everybody to Wednesday War Games episode 51. Joining me as always is my wonderful co-host Liam. What are you doing? Oh, you 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 abandoned me? Well, I, I don't get what this is. So you're like, let's start the whole episode with a musical. Well, you're going to do a full song through musical episode of Wednesday War Games. I sing the entire intro with my wonderful singing voice. And then you leave me hanging. That's what you do to me. I don't know what you're talking about. You've AEW'd this podcast. That's what you... What does that even mean? <laughs> you, you have not put in the requisite effort to do the correct musical episode. Oh yeah, you don't even commit enough to do the full episode as a musical, which is obviously what they should have done. And that's what I was about to do, but you then come in with your, hello, I'm from Australia and I don't sing in public. <laughs> yeah, that is our national creed. Name one good Australian singer. Um, the guy who sang We Come From A Land Down Under. Oh no, I, I, I can't dispute that. That would be immoral for me to dispute that. Uh, yeah. And, um, who... There's, I'm sure there's another one. Kylie Minogue, is she a good singer? Yeah, sure. Hugh Jackman is a good Hugh singer. Hugh Jackman, yeah, yeah he, he did some, he does musicals. I've seen Hugh Jackman live in concert once. Ooh. As he sung an assortment of songs from shows he has starred in, such as Les Mis and The Greatest Showman. Yeah, I saw... This is my type five. <clears throat> yeah, I saw Les Mis. It sure made me miserable. <laughs> We're just going to name drop musicals with bad jokes. Yeah. We are the cats of podcasts. Oh, fuck. By cats, oh. we mean the film, not the musical. <laughs> or the sports team. <laughs> Oh yeah, remember that? Oh, you thought I was mocking your sports yeah. team, not making a musical reference, and then you realized I was mocking your musical, but then you got sad that your sports team lost the grand final, which you will be very upset to know they did not air the grand final here. I was looking for it, and it was not on any of the sports channels, so I'm like, oh, the disrespect to Australian sport. I know, there's, I, I spent, there's even an Irish player, Gareth. Is it one of the GAA players that abandoned GAA for money? I, why would I know that? You just were like, it's an Irish player. I assumed you had a deep uh, bio- biographical background on this person. Uh, no, I have his Guernsey. There. Oh, nice. Guernsey is an upsetting word. <laughs> I know, I hate it. <laughs> it's just, oh. I'm just so used to Jersey. Jersey is a perfectly okay. It's just Guernsey. It's just not Guernsey. a nice word in your mouth. Guernsey. I mean, it's very, like, Australian in nature. <laughs> It's it's very it's up there with like moist and other such bad mouthfeel words. I never had a problem with the word moist. Neither do I. A lot of people have a problem with the word moist, and if they do, we've said the word moist four times already on this podcast. It's a very moist podcast. Uh, what's the other ones that people hate? Let's just say all the words that people hate. All right, I'm gonna Google words people hate. Well, you're gonna yeah, we may get a different <laughs> list there. All right, words everyone seems to hate. Word counter blog. Is there just a list? There is a list. All right, I'm going to read yeah. the entire list. Cool. Blog. And I'll Bulbous. tell you if I... I'll, I'll give you a Shh. thumbs up or a thumbs down. All right, we'll start again. Blog. Fine. Bulbous. Yeah. Chunky. Fine. Clogged. Yeah, I don't like clogged. Curd. Oh, uh, well. Dripping. Dripping. 
You haven't given it a thumbs up or thumbs oh, down. Dripping. Um, yeah, it's all right. Fester. Ooh. Fetus. Yeah, I get it. Gurgle. Gurgle. Yeah, it's okay, okay, okay. Jowls. Jowls. That's solid. That's a solid. That's a solid word. Lugubrious. Mm, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Maggots. Yeah. Our favorite. Moist. Moist. Mucus. Okay. Munch. I feel like it's interesting that most of these words are just like gross things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it also happen to have words that like people don't like the mouthfeel of. Orifice. Orifice. Odd word. Panties. Ooh, how sultry. Phlegm. Yeah. Pustule. Ooh. Queasy. Making me feel bloody queasy. Roaches. Who doesn't like the word roaches? Like, who, like, I mean, maybe not like it, but who's so fundamentally opposed to the word roaches? It's, and yeah, it's, well, roaches as an idea is quite, I wouldn't like to see actual roaches. Yeah, like, it's the actuality of it, not the, the word that we gave them. Secrete. Yeah. Slacks. Ugh, never support any slack. Slurp. Slurp. Smear. This is a good bit, right? No, it's, well, it depends. We're, we're reading a list of words that people don't like to hear. Mm. Uh, and then it's, it's been two minutes of but we're nearly there. Squirt. Yes, well. Viscous. Viscous is solid. I actually think viscous, I'm very pro the word viscous. Yeah, viscosity, wonderful word. Uh, vomit, which is, again, what's wrong with the word vomit? We don't even say the word vomit here. What do you say? Spew. Spew. Throw up. Puke? Yeah, we say spew or throw up. We don't say puke or... Maybe you go. We do actually. No, I'll, I'll, I'm taking it back. I'm, I'm walking back my vomit comment. <laughs> uh, we, we say gawk sometimes. There you go. Uh, and finally, yolk. Yolk. According to wordcounter.net, do we have an author of this article? It doesn't appear to have an author, so I can't, can't give cite credit. anybody. Uh, according to wordcounter.net, those are the words everyone seems to hate. And we have pronounced all of them on this podcast. You're welcome. Mm. Are we just going to do anything but talk about these wrestling shows? Mm. There's no video game news. Yeah, unfortunately. Nothing big. What? Nothing's happened. Well, there's a console out in three weeks, but until then. Mm. I won't be buying it because there's no more pre-orders and hasn't been for like a month. Have you, that's that's not nice. I didn't even plan to get one. It, like, it went on sale and I was just like, fine. And I bought it. <laughs> that's, that's the way my brain works. Even with the Xbox Series S. I got a Series S and I didn't even intend to. I just went on to the, the site and it's like, oh, they still have Series S's. I want a Game Pass machine. And I bought I a Series could, I S. I could have got the Xbox. That was the one that... Brand we... loyalty, is this it? Oh, no, I just... I, I, I've never, like... I didn't like the Xbox at all. That was the problem, mm-hmm. so it's kind of soured me. I've never owned an Xbox. This will be my first Xbox. I've never had a machine that can play Halo. Actually, no, I have. This PC can play Halo. <laughs> never mind. Uh, yeah. My grandmother had a 360. Either way, I had both <laughs> through uh, extended family. Is your grandmother a gamer? No. She had Why one did you have an me. Xbox 360? Oh, for you. Okay. Yeah, she just had them for the, her grandkid in case to shut them up, I imagine. Has she ever played a game with you? Yeah. What game? Um... She's definitely played WWE games. Yes. They're all bad games, is what you're saying. Some of them were good. I think my dad's only ever played one game with me randomly, because I was playing Tekken. Tekken. It might have been Tekken 2. I feel like Tekken is the most, like, casual-friendly, like, family-plays-this-game-together game. Like, more yeah. than even any other fighting game. I feel like, for some reason, Tekken just has that that um aura about it where it's like oh come on mom play Tekken come on she'd be like oh no I don't play game and then she'll play it because she'll be like alright I suppose other than like the, the the Wii era games where it's like 
Wii Sports, which is mm-hmm. very much it. Go, go on. Throw, look, you can use your arm. You can throw a bowling ball. Look, we're, we're doing the sport, but inside. So yeah, it was either Tekken or Tekken 2 back in the PlayStation days. We played like, probably thought said like, rubbish. <laughs> and then uh-huh. uh, moved on. <laughs> did you body him? I probably did. Or maybe I let him win out of uh, pity. It's <laughs> always <laughs> those moments where you like, to make them have like at least enough fun that this might continue i have to give them some <laughs> but mm. i could crush them with no mercy as well see i'm all i've also never been good at like any like there's a good chance i would have just lost on complete lack of merit yeah but also <laughs> you're fighting a novice you should be able to even with adequate skill these wrestling shows um every week oh, we talk about yeah. them every single week we never missed a week because we never missed a week, but we're doing a double episode nonetheless. We're not going to do full coverage of these shows in two weeks ago. Because as I, I, I opened the NXT results and I was like, Damian Priest against Dexter Loomis. It's a weird that match. Happen? Yeah. And so um, we'll, we'll do high level thoughts of the shows from... Uh, actually, no, this is going up tomorrow. So the shows from two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> detailed thoughts of the shows from last week as we increasingly just fear for, we're just gonna uh, slowly like fall further and further behind much like nxt oh, oh. <laughs> uh every week we review both shows AEW won last week i'm pretty sure yeah um, yeah so we'll <laughs> start with AEW this week AEW dynamite two weeks ago what did you think miro showed up there was um cody and and, and uh, orange cassidy had a very long draw yeah, I didn't like the Cody match. It had the most we're going a draw energy of any match I've seen in quite a while. Because, like, they did the, the starting stuff, the feeling out process. Dark Order got kicked out. And that's when you think, oh, ramp up, go to the finish. And then Cody slowed down and sat on him. And that was the moment, like, halfway through the match. It's like, time limit draw. <laughs> I don't know. Like, unlike with the Derby time limit draw, like, I don't think anything really achieved anything from this. <laughs> yeah. It's set up a very important Lumberjack rematch, Liam. Is that not the most important? But also, like, I didn't really like this match. It was, I thought it was pretty boring. I liked, mm. to show you how, like, boring I thought this match was, I liked the FTR tag more. Oh, no. Actually, the FTR tag was pretty good until it fell apart at the, like, last two minutes. Yeah, things were a bit, uh, a bit wonky at the end there. But, yeah, I liked the, the FTR tag a lot more than the, than the, the TNT title match. Yeah, when the the FTR tag suddenly veered into having to set up a story about an arcade machine. Listen, like, no. <laughs> listen, I'm going to defend it. Because, defend the arcade machine, Liam. Yeah. First of all, why was that arcade machine out there in the first place? You can't can't get angry at that getting broken when you're playing arcade games next to a pro wrestling match. Mm. But um, I did love Mira. Like Mira just coming in and murdering them was the sickest. <laughs> like, and it should end in a handicap match with them against Miro. Just take Kip out of it completely. They should um, they should hang an arcade machine Ooh. from a pole. They should just hang a switch from a pole. Kip is inside the arcade machine. And it's a handicap arcade Sorry. machine on a pole match. Yeah, that's good. I like it. No, yeah, it's, no, actually Penelope's teaming with Muro. It would probably be a better match. Mm. Um, but I was going to say they should add that guy who does all of his matches while using the switch to this group. Uh, what's his name? It's Leroy something or other, isn't it? Uh, Big Game, Big Game Leroy? Leroy. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, they should add him to the Muro Kip Sabian group. I saw someone the Gamers a- crew. Someone made a really good dunk on Miro and Kip the other night that I saw on Twitter, where they were posting about how they got their first win in Warzone, and someone just responded with, this is their whole gimmick and they're not even good at the game. <laughs> 
And it just made uh, me listen. Laugh. Listen. Have you ever won in War Warzone? <laughs> hey, shut up. It's not my <laughs> TV gimmick. <laughs> I've never actually. Have I played? Did I play Warzone? The brief moment I played Call of Duty with you, um, I might have. I think we played like just regular multiplayer. There we go. So I might not have played Warzone. I I've won a single game of Fortnite, by the way. Ooh, I've also won Fortnite. I was lagging the hell out the entire game and mm. like uh, like freaking out and I shotgun blasted the last guy so it was like total fluke but nonetheless I have won Fortnite Battle Royale. I won my first game of Fortnite that was with actual people and not bots. Oh, very good. Yeah, in a 4v4 and I was I think what helped was it was in my like height of playing Warzone a lot, mm -hmm. which is a much more difficult game. So then I switched to Fortnite and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty easy." <laughs> At Fortnite, you're in there with, like, everybody. So, like, Switch gamers, yeah, uh, PC people, or uh, phone people. Actually, do you get paired with phone people? You might not. I don't... I wouldn't suspect that. I'm good at the phone battle royals. I've do played you play a few Fortnite on your phone? Not Fortnite, but I've played PUBG on my phone in when I was in university a fair bit. And, um, yeah, I was, I was pretty decent at that. I'll give, I'll give myself a, a pat on the back for that one. For being, being able to beat, like, 60-year-old ladies. Yes, I'm sure that is the demo of PUBG. That is the demo who plays PUBG on their mobiles. Like, I suppose I, I don't have the statistics with me to prove otherwise. Yeah, I can say whatever I want. What else happened on this show? Lee Johnson was on the main show. Yeah, didn't he lose? Who did he lose yeah, to? Miro and Kip Sabian. Oh, yeah, that was very upsetting. There's Moxley and Lance Archer who had a, a decent main event. I didn't love it, though. Yeah, I, I saw some people go pretty nuts for I thought it would have been in the... Like, obviously, it's not nearly as bad as the Jake Hager match, but it's probably in the lower end of recent John Moxley. Yeah, and I was also uh, kind of disappointed in Sheeter and Swole. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Nothing special. But they didn't even go for anything special either, though. It's not yeah, like they went for this They just had, match. like, a TV match. And I was like... Yeah. I was kind of hoping for, like, one of these random Sheeter performances that really blows me away. Mm. Like her stuff with Nyla. Uh, Penelope in particular. Yeah. Like, because Sheeter, like... She's very clearly, like, she has to be the ace of the women's division that they have. But, like, I would like if she can bring everyone up as I hit my laptop. She can bring everyone up to that level. But it just didn't didn't work. It was swell. And that's AEW from two weeks ago, I think, wow. more or less. But, yeah. Which brings us to AEW Dynamite this week, which we will go blow by blow, starting with a match you loved a great deal. Wardlow defeated oh, John Boy in so the first good. round of the AEW title eliminator. This is far away the best Wardlow you... match adored this match. I thought this I, was a good... I think this is a nice little three and a quarter star match. Both guys look good. Four Ward stars. One. And then you, you were like, you were just going nuts over it. Yeah, this match ruled. And I think a lot of it was I was really invested in watching it because I was like, they could just put Jungle Boy over, couldn't they? That'd be the most AW thing in the world to just put Jungle Boy over here. The slip on the banana peel, roll up Wardlow. Yeah. Wardlow looks me. Wardlow beats him up after the match, so nobody gets over. All the fun booking. Trends. Honestly, what I, w I thought was, I was really happy with this match because it proved to me. Obviously, I don't know if it did for you, but it, it proved to me that he could go outside of the circumstances that we love to talk about so much. I don't know. This was a, a very like this was as Wardlow or Wardlow matches you're going to Wardlow. No, no, as Wardlow of a Wardlow matches you're going to Wardlow is the one minute Wardlow squashes and dark. <laughs> That's true, but this was like the fiery baby face fighting underneath Wardlow's too much for him. I was I, I, fair. It's the the second most Wardlow Wardlow match that Wardlow is ever going to Wardlow. Yeah, but Wardlow rules, so Wardlow doing a Wardlow match is great. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't say this is some like proof or some test that he has passed that shows that he is this great versatile act. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, listen, I'm not saying he's Kenny Omega out there. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just saying. He's better. Uh, we had a better match on this show. <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I I liked it. And I liked... This is also one of the... Because, you know, I'm very on-off with Jungle Boy as well. But I like Jungle Boy mm-hmm. here just being babyface who gets thrown around a ton. Um, I thought Jungle Boy on a technical execution level in this match was very good. I would have liked to see more fire. I didn't think he had a, He didn't have that baby face fire that you're looking because for. Because he doesn't really age, emote in that way. No, he doesn't. He doesn't emote at all, stoic. really. Which you want is you want fire. Give me fire, Liam. That's the weirdest part of it. Is like he wrestles exactly like a fiery baby face, but he's also very stoic at the same time. It doesn't talk. Mm. So it's like it's an odd mixture of um, like some would say it's a clash. <laughs> of uh babyface ideals here because <laughs> you can do like stoic badass guy or like you can do fiery youngster you can't really do both at the same time it's just and it's probably because he's smoldering like, i think is the word <laughs> that i'm looking for he is very young and he is relatively inexperienced so he's still probably in his head about like hitting his spots more than he is about doing the in-between bits which hopefully that's the thing that will hopefully come with experience and time but for now this will probably there. be like an AW title match in six years <laughs> a, like a, an all-out main event of Jungle Boy against Wardlow yeah when Wardlow's the biggest star in the world uh, Wardlow it'll be 38 so that's not too far past it no that's Kenny now well Kenny is a different kettle of fish isn't he he's a different Kenny of fish I knew that like that's what you were gonna go for but I was like I hope he doesn't <laughs> you could hear the disappointment in my voice as it was yeah, coming out. Yeah, because you're like, this isn't like coming out as like phonetically as you had hoped. <laughs> you were just like, nope, this is this is forced. It's like it's when you're like trying to come up with wordplay, uh, and you're just like a uh, kettle, Kenny of fish, kettle mm. of Kenny, fish of Kenny. But then you're doing it live on a podcast without actually, actually well, not edit. I'm going to edit in a this much better. This is live. I'm streaming it. I'll do the thing where I edit in the much better pun like I did uh, if I come up with it while I'm editing. Like, um... A whole different barrel of Bullet Club Babes detected. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Oh, no. Oh, we had a promo from John Moxley as he's like, I'm gonna beat up Eddie Kingston in an I quit match. Um, but first, they replayed the great post-show promo from King for last week, mm-hmm. which I thought was really good. I like, I really love that. And then just to jump ahead a little bit, um, the response promo that King had to this promo here was is legitimately one of my favorite Eddie Kingston promos. I wish they picked a better stipulation than I. <laughs> I think it's going to be better than you think it's going to be. I think those I think two are to smart exa- enough to exactly use it well. Exactly as good as I think it's going. Because I don't think it's going to be a bad match. I just think. That literally any other stipulation you could give them would be a better. I just hope King doesn't try and focus too much on, like, the grappling aspect of an I Quit match. And I hope it's more the brutal brawl I Quit match. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's two yeah. types. There's, like, the one where the guy's trying to, like, choke or tap the guy out the entire time. And then there's the one where they're, like, hitting each other with all the giant spots. And they're doing all the hardcore spots trying to get the guy. And I hope it's going to be more that brawl than it's going to be. King putting him in the knee bar or something and telling Mox to tap. If it's the if it's the the holds one, I, it will be a worse match than I think it is. 
Mm. Uh, yeah, like if you picked Falls Count anywhere or Street Fighter, no ropes, barbed wire, deathmatch, or concrete jungle Street Fighter, or just deathmatch, do any, any of those, I think they picked I Quit, which, sure. In their defense, I Quit makes sense for the story because the idea is that Kingston never quit the submission hold, and that's what Mox wants him to do. So, like, they've justified the stipulation, and the stipulation makes sense in the story. You know what it should have been? Fight Pit. Ah, oh, yeah, put the cage up. Mm-hmm. Get Kurt Angle into referee. Or even, like, you know what? Honestly, do the, the AEW cage, because I've only seen that once. Uh, yeah. One cage match. Uh, who's going to moonsault off it, though? It's a rule. <laughs> Kingston. <laughs> Kingston moonsault off the cage. Honestly, yeah. Phoenix. <laughs> and then he'll land on his own head. Well, eh, we'll get to that in a minute. Kenny Omega defeated Sonny Kiss in a match that made people so very good. angry. This was so good. This was one of the best things that, like, one of the best AEW Dynamite moments. From, like, the five-minute intro. <laughs> Kenny came out to a very long introduction. Uh, Bullet Club babes were sweeping. Uh, <laughs> he had intro music before his actual music. Intro music I did not particularly like, and I'm glad it pivoted back into his an- his actual music. I thought it was going to be a remake of uh, his actual... It's just a, a long introductory You thing. know, my favourite thing about it, that like, it's, like, underplayed and no one really notices... Is that what? his Tintron is just all weeb shit. It's a Sakura <laughs> flower opening. It's shots of that main intersection through Japan. It's shots of the dome. <laughs> shots of Kenny walking around Japan. Like, not yeah. even doing it. He's just, he's just strolling around Tokyo. Like, it's really funny. <laughs> and then, then, like, over the top of it, you're just like, the man who broke the Dave Meltzer five-star scale seven times. Which Dave Meltzer has also mentioned a different time in the show. I can't remember when. Which oh no, FTR mentioned uh, him as well. I think but, and I appreciate Dave being I don't know more like I feel like he's earned his way to be like actually mentioned on these shows now. He's basically a character on this shit. Dave and the the demo ratings are characters on AEW television. Basically, isn't that like such a weird look into twenty twenty wrestling? I guess twenty nineteen wrestling even like it's just an interesting aspect of like. Now that everyone knows what's there to know about pro wrestling, like, because this is why it's always kind of been for, like, since I was, like, you know, 10. Once I learnt what wrestling was, it wasn't so much about getting in, like, it was more about, like, trying to work out the business aspects of wrestling. Why things were happening. That's, like, part of the fun of it now. Once you know, that becomes part of the part of the zygast part of the discussion of pro wrestling is you start learning about like why are they going to do this uh what are the numbers for this meme blah, blah, blah. and like now that that has that's gone from beyond just being a twitter thing that people do and has actually become part of the show now and i, just, I for better or for worse i'm not really going one way or the other on it. i just think it's an interesting way to look at the evolution of pro wrestling i was actually going to ask you to pick a side is it for better or worse liam um, I think I tend to say that the Meltzer stuff is for better, but the rating stuff is for worse. Mm. But it's just, and it's interesting that Twitter analyst has become a major part of wrestling television now. I would lead toward for worse, but sure. It's, mm. it's, for, it's not one of those things I get really worked up about, but like, I'd rather have my wrestling feuds be built around meaningful stakes than Kenny Omega shouting about star ratings and yeah, but given it's, not, it's not the ratings. crux of a feud. It's meant to be used as a, one of his like self-aggrandizing line as he's coming out and he has a sheet over his thing. <laughs> you just see his silhouette. What should have happened is he should have been like, voted match of the week this many times and warning <laughs> And then... I would have shit myself. <laughs> then I would have accepted. But this what if Dave he was Meltzer like, guy... 
awarded Liam's Wrestler of the Year at the Wednesday War Games Year End Awards. Did you give it to Kenny? I don't even I remember. I, yeah, that I was gave back it to in Kenny. December. Uh, no, yeah, I meant Kenny for won. like the one that we just did. Uh, I don't think we formally gave a Wrestler of the Year. We don't. Do I that did. Until I the said it was Kenny. And you said it was Leo Rush or some shit. Killed him with a V trigger. Hit him yeah. with one wing angel. Pinned him in Rook. less than a minute. Had less than thirty seconds actually. People got very mad that Sunny Kiss got squid. Let's. Face it was it. gonna be Janella. <laughs> like it didn't matter who was in the role. Yeah, Sunny Kiss is a lower card act. It's just that's. I'm. I can't get worked up about that. But it's gonna be like it doesn't matter. It's gonna be the exact same. Anyone that's there, it's just they already picked the tag partner of the person who was supposed to take the twenty-five second loss. If they did it to Phoenix, I'd be like, "What are you doing? It's Phoenix." But... Well, they. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I like. I, I don't want this to happen, Gary. Uh-huh. But there's a real part of me that hopes next week he does it to Pentagon. Just V-triggers him, one-wing angels him, pins him? Yeah, just, like, even, like, maybe hits two V-triggers and then one-wing angels him, but, like, just straight-up kills Pentagon in the same way. Not because, you know, obviously from literally, I think, week one, we were saying that Pentagon and Phoenix should be main eventers on this show. Just for the, the aspect of, I can't wait to see the Twitter meltdown. Tony interviewed Joe Orange Cassidy. He was aloof. As he as he's wont to do. Cody and Aaron arrive via limo. Ooh. That's really unprofessional for Cody to show up, like, a quarter into the show. Like, shouldn't he be there helping run the show? The funny thing is, in his promo, he was like, I'm not wrestling today, I just want to be executive vice president. And then it's then it's particularly like, and as executive vice president, you showed up, like, 40 minutes into your television show. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, maybe he was just like, he's relying heavy on Kenny. He's like, Kenny's going to go out there, he's going to win quickly. He's going to produce the first half. <laughs> the Bucks are too busy super kicking their bosses or whatever. Hey, they're in the main event. They're very busy preparing for their main event contest. Which, by the way, if you had told me out of all the matches on tonight that that was going to be the main event, I don't know if I would have, like, automatically assumed. <laughs> uh, well, like, what's... Uh, Wardlow's never main eventing yet. Uh, Kenny and Sonny oh, Kiss is in the main event. Good thing you added that little thing at the end there. Uh, realistically, the main event was either Penta and Phoenix or the tag match. Yeah, I probably thought it was going to be Penta. I don't know. I just, I didn't, I think I said Penter. Penter. Penter L0M. Pentagon. Uh, speaking of Pentagon and Phoenix, uh, Phoenix defeated Pentagon this to... This match was so crazy. Briefly advanced in the tournament, <laughs> Eliminator Tournament, until uh, he nearly died uh, falling on his head. So he's been removed from the tournament and Pentagon replaced him, which I actually kind of don't like. Uh, if, if the guy is injured, just the guy who beat him, or the guy who he was meant to face should get a bye. Yeah, I was gonna say, and also that works perfectly for Kenny's thing. Yeah, it's like he gets a bye, and then he's like, in two matches, I became number one contender in under a minute or whatever. So yeah, instead of like the guy who lost the match is now advancing, which is kind of dumb. Just give Kenny a bye. Kenny gets yeah. a bye into the final because his opponent can't compete. I was also gonna say like I think there was um a promo that they did, but I haven't been able to find it. But I heard people talking about there was a promo where uh, Eddie was convincing Phoenix to give it to Penta, and then Penta like kind of shit on Phoenix. <laughs> Uh, was it on Sammy Guevara's blog? Could Maybe. have been on Sammy Guevara's blog. Um, Part of the extended BTE universe. It was in the middle of an episode of Shot of Brandy, maybe? No, I watched Shot of Brandy this week. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they did their Pentagon and Phoenix match. It was a little slower because Pentagon or Phoenix nearly died and they kind yeah. of had to work around that for a while. But yeah, it was a Pentagon and Phoenix match. They did and they did their wacky flip upside down Rana thing that they always do, but it looks awesome. And Phoenix just dumped it. <laughs> Yeah, and Phoenix just died. It was such a nasty... It was, like, the nastiest Phoenix. Like, Phoenix is always halfway to killing himself in his matches. But, like, mm. that was the closest he got. 
uh, which bless him and bless him that at no stage he get this happens to him like twice a year you know mm. he, he 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 flies too close to the sun and plummets and he still flies too close to the sun god he is truly a phoenix he is true truly a firebird flying to the sun and no matter how many times he crashes down he will try and get back up as he is falling and his wax wings are melting he is rebuilding them just to fly back <laughs> bless him he is a wonderful pro wrestler and i love um this match is a cool match to come out of it though because um it's the rematch of the all-in match yes it's chris jericho going to dress up as pentagon and attack him again uh i I think i I need to rewatch all-in at some point because it's such a pivotal moment in wrestling history Mm. and was at the time like i think like it was do you remember the the hype going into all-in yeah they sold out a 15,000 seat stadium. It's one of the most important events of the last 20 years of pro wrestling. Mm. And now I can't even draw more than 500 people. <laughs> Listen, it's Jacksonville. It's not a hot wrestling market. It's, uh, what else? It's raining that day. Um, <laughs> that's the, the, the only external <laughs> extenuating circumstance. <laughs> Dark Order had an interview. You must have been very pleased. I mean, yeah, I'm always good to see the Dark Order. It's good to see... Uh, and it's like what we all said before, too. Uh, of course, John Silver starts getting over on BTE and the push translates. Translate? Uh, certainly a way to... Actually, he looked very good in the main event. I'll give him... <laughs> he looked good in the match. He's also getting to talk every week now. He's getting a spot every week now. He's doing something. As this show always increasingly becomes being... But it's not really. That's what the second show is going to be on TNT. It's eventually just going to be being the elite. It's, it's being the elite, except, like, they have a BTE title now, which is defended in BTE bits. <laughs> <sighs> So, like, I think that's that's where it goes here. We just transcend wrestling. Uh, Colt Cabana was defeated by Hangman Page as Hangman Page advances to, I assume, lose to Wardlow in the AEW Eliminator Tournament semifinals. Uh, everyone thinks, oh, hang- oh, Hangman and Omega is the final. Hangman and oh. Omega is the final. Wardlow and Omega is the final. Come on, people. I think I'd spontaneously... Com- if they- in the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs, and it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, 
and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Actually, did Kenny and Wardlow at Full Gear? Yeah. I, that'd be the last show that we ever did. <laughs> we just have to end the podcast. It would be too much. I, I'd lose the ability to speak. I'd just be sitting here just like, what? And then, you know, AEW show of the promotion of the year, everything. I thought this match was pretty good, but nothing special. Yeah, it was, um, you know, it's cult. And Colt's great, and it's like this is about as what well, this is about what you're going to get from Colt, and that's not a bad thing. A three star special, perfectly enjoyable television. Match. Um, there was some nasty bumps in this. Hangman trying to kill himself on a random ten minute match with Colt Cabana. Listen, he knows he has to get himself over heading into the pay per view. <laughs> yeah, that Hangman guy, not over. Based on the fan response, because there's nobody there, <laughs> I believe he's not over at all. This indictment of Hangman Page by Garrett. Uh, uh, Sammy is going to face Matt Hardy in a elite deletion match at Full Gear. Alright, how will Matt almost die this time? Uh, they'll probably just fall off of the freaking stadium or something, I don't know. What if they actually just kill off Matt Hardy? And then he'll come back as Damascus. Delete! No, you'd have a new one. Oh, we didn't. It happened on the week before show, but like, the reveal that Sammy was the one that attacked him was like, <laughs> okay, sure. I mean, cool. They really want to get, like, them to actually have a real match at some point. Especially because, like, they didn't do... Like, they just cut to a, a Sammy video package where he's like, of course I attacked you. It's like, wasn't this meant to be a mystery a little? Yeah. Why did you disguise the fact that you attacked him? Why did you just say you attacked him all along? It was a mystery because he was waiting for Rebby and their children to be on camera so it can be like, ha, I did. Alright. <laughs> uh, Taz got a promo. I love Team Taz. I'm all in on Team Taz now. Uh, Sure. I just think they're cool. I just want another person in Team Taz and another jumpsuit. Would you like a Team Taz? Uh, like, I am I want a Johnny Gargano tracksuit. I've long since established this. I'll take a Team Taz tracksuit. Uh, Johnny Gargano liked a tweet of mine this week. I was like, I, wanted, I want a Johnny Gargano tracksuit. And then I was like, hook me up, Johnny. And then he liked the tweet and he didn't hook me up. So I'm very upset. Didn't, I was like, oh. slide in the DMs. Yeah, he didn't slide in the DMs and send me a tracksuit. It's like, Johnny, you tease. Johnny, do you ever want to win more than <laughs> one show in a row? Johnny is far and away the best thing. He hates wheels, Liam. Do you know that he hates oh, wheels? I do, and I honestly I can't I can't stand against that. <laughs> That's a completely fair point to be. Which brought us to Le Dinner Debonair. Yep, Liam, you hated it. Going around. <laughs> no worries. I didn't hate it. You were given out. You you wrote like three paragraphs about why you didn't like this. That okay, constitutes no, no. hate. It wasn't why I didn't like this. I didn't like. That it was world-breaking. The actual segment itself, I think, could be completely justified. It's just annoying that... And it's not just an AEW thing, that all of these companies, they continue to have these, like, completely kayfabe-shattering moments on their shows when they could just have a one-line, throwaway line that could justify the entire thing. 
the idea that they first of all they're not even in a restaurant <laughs> they were just sitting at a random chair in front of a curtain mm-hmm. so you knew something was up and then they did the thing and then if at the end of the the musical they just admitted that it was a ploy between Jericho and MJF to get TV time or something like just give me something but no they sat back down and it was a restaurant again that's what I didn't like about it. I I liked the actual music, uh, the actual musical itself was cool. Whatever, it's a fun segment. I don't hate it. It's very much along the lines of a Firefly Funhouse or something like that for me, where I didn't hate it. I just I thought it was all right, <laughs> and it annoys me that some people out there are like, yo, this this shit, this is what wrestling could be. <laughs> this is because like even as it wasn't even like a creative musical. <laughs> They didn't even go all out with the bit. They could have like made it like grandiose, but they had they did the for me, they just they took the easiest way of doing the music. And it's and it just shows the low standard that we hold pro wrestling to, where it's like, they can do the most baseline version of something and we'll give it credit and we'll be like, Yeah, that was cool. But it's like there was so much more there and they're they're two very creative people. You could have done so much more. I guess, you know, live they didn't want to mess it up or whatever. But then, you know, maybe record it earlier in the week. Go all out with it. I don't know. You want to know what my problem was, Liam? Mm. They didn't write an original song. I didn't recognize the song because I'm not 55 years old. It was a Sinatra song. And I was like, when I heard this, like, oh, Jericho and that thing did a musical piece because I don't watch AW Live lately because I fixed my sleeping pattern. And, and people were like, oh, they did a musical number. I'm like, oh, sweet. They wrote a musical number. That's pretty cool. Then I like watched it. I was like, wait a minute. This isn't original. Like, I, I think Jericho changed one line to be about Cody and the rest was the song as it no, was. And I'm like, oh, no, They changed the lines. There's a few changed lines. Still, write your own song. And as you said, like, I, I think there was a very easy way to do this where like they, they're doing like a one-upsmanship thing which they always do and MJF's like I'm even a better singer than you and then they do prove it and then they break into a music number yeah. and, and you, then it's justified within the universe you actually made it work uh, instead of just like we're gonna sing a song now cause I don't know it's pretty neat yeah original song do an original song come on you have Chris Jericho he's a musician have him write a freaking original song I was just gonna say like MJF kind of smoked Jericho on this too. <laughs> you, you think Jericho's dad rock voice isn't good, isn't as good as MJF? I think MJF might like he was a better singer in this segment. <laughs> wow, heavy shot at Fozzy. Betrayal of Judas. You are you are the Judas in your mind, Liam. <laughs> MJ Fozzy. M Judas Fozzy. That's what's wow. this going on here. Maxwell Judas Fozzy. <laughs> <laughs> that is what MJF stands for from now on. And we have the name of this episode. <laughs> Maxwell Judas Fuzzy versus Wheel. Uh, who doesn't hate wheels? But yeah, I, I, I wanted to. I was very disappointed when it was. I d- yeah, it was just. I don't know. I I didn't hate it. I just. I, I, I want more. It may, am I wrong for wanting more? For wanting better? Now, welcome to my not having lower standards uh, routinely. <laughs> yeah, but you. for me, it's about their comedy bits. Instead of good wrestling, uh, Britt Baker won a squash. She looked fine. One would assume they're setting up Britt Baker against uh, Sheeta for full gear. I yes, guess. Sure. Will be Britt Baker finally make the main show? It will be the biggest moment of her career. Uh, next week we have Tay Conti against Abaddon, in which Abaddon got injured, in that, didn't she? Uh, yeah, she went to hospital because I think she took an elbow to the throat. That sounds deeply uncomfortable. Mm. Cody versus Orange Cassidy in the Lumberjack match for the TNT Championship. <laughs> I don't even want to watch it. <laughs> Inner Circle's town hall meeting to determine whether MJF can join the faction. I'm kind of into that. 
Uh, and then we had our... Actually, no, Steve-O showed up. There you go. Yeah, big Steve. It wasn't that big. crazy of a stunt. Like, I'm sure it hurt like a bitch, but, you know, you see Steve-O there. You think Steve-O should, should, have, should have been like, yeah, listen, listen, you can do better. Yeah. I know, I expected, like, Darby to gig himself and Steve-O to drink the blood or something. <laughs> you know, the regular jackass material. Yeah, I, ha- I have high standards for Steve-O. Hey, if, if the jackass material on a wrestling show is a set of bar in any way, Darby should have beat the shit out of him too. And then we had our main event in which the Young Bucks defeated Private Party, the Dark Order, and the Butcher and the Blade to become number one contenders for the AW World Tag Team titles. A match most notable for Alex Reynolds getting knocked out. He got knocked the fuck out. And somehow they got him up for like the super kick and stuff. It's like, whoa, no. <laughs> How did you not communicate to the people that he was knocked out? Like, the video is so harrowing because, like, Knox doesn't even check on him. It's very, like, it's very bad officiating. Like, they're not, they're not even checking it. And he's not, especially when he's being dragged to the corner and is clearly unresponsive. That's when you, you're like, is this dude okay? But also, like, is no one in Knox's earpiece going, hey, check is on Alex. Okay? When he's yeah. in the ring, not moving during the finish. No one's like, Alex, you alright, buddy? Yeah. The AEW safety protocols seem to be a bit of an issue, don't they? Hmm. What are you you're saying? You're saying that the old Doc isn't isn't on top of it? Hmm. Is Doc after Samson the, fellow? The, after the match, FTR decided that <laughs> yes. this match is suddenly a real important feud, and the Young Bucks are baby faces again, so they jumped them. I I don't get the reason for the mystery man nonsense. Like, why couldn't why couldn't freaking uh, Tully Blanchard just come out and attack them. Like, why did Tully Blanchard have like, to disguise himself? If you're gonna do the disguise, at least just have it be Sean Spears. <laughs> I really don't understand the whole idea of Tully Blanchard disguising himself here. And also, but, um... who is it? Who could it be? <laughs> who could it be? Who is this lumbering gentleman who's having a hard time getting in the ring? Uh, so the, this feud suddenly has reset the babyface heel dynamic. I don't understand what's happening in it. It's like, but I sent this tweet this week that is. FTR against the Young Bucks, the first like total layup that AEW has just completely missed, and I really think it is. I think it's because it was a feud that should have had the match like four weeks after they came in, mm. but because they really, really wanted to try and have it in front of people, they held it off too long and it got too murky. And like I, I agree with that, but then like they, they clearly decided at least a few weeks ago that FTR and the Young Bucks is the full gear match. And then they were still doing like the super kicking Tony Schiavone and beating up Alex Marvez or no, they super kicked Marvez and broke Schiavone's phone. But like, you know what I mean? Like they, they were still doing were angsty heels all of a sudden when they knew this match was coming. Like it's so clumsy. I don't get it. Oh, well, I, I've turned the corner on the Bucks because of Matt's Shawn Michaels era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's enough to make me be pro Bucks again. That's fair. I can't dispute that. It's a, it's a powerful look. Oh god, Liam, I just realized something as we're recording. Hell in a Cell is on. Yeah, I looked at my timeline and I was like, why are people, like, what show are people live tweeting? We're in the break, so let's um, let's get the fans up to date with the Hell in a Cell result. Alright, um, we're gonna go to go 411 Wrestling, uh, get sad about Larry, as I do every time I go to checks on this site. Um, where's my Hell in a Cell live results? You doing Hell in a Cell live results website? Apparently they're not. Alright. Um, Alright, I gotcha. I'll find it. I'll go to Wrestling Inc. Oh, yay. Thanks, Mark Middleton. Woo, uh, I've gone to Steve Kahn's Wrestling Observer results. Oh, it's not here. <laughs> it's just the card. Live results. I, I, I've got it, it's your good. 
or truth defeated Drew Gulak to retain the 24-7 championship. That's still a thing. And then opening the show was Roman Reigns against Jey Uso. And there we go. We're up to date. Uh, I, yep. There you go. On to NXT we go. NXT from two weeks ago. You got thoughts? Oh, do I ever. Ashanti the Adonis got beaten by Jake Atlas after he showed up to help Swerve, which I always like. At least he's in a feud, but they're feuding. Sure. I have zero clue who Ashanti the Adonis is. It's the Hootie Miles. I have zero clue who that is. He showed up on TakeOver to help Swerve, but then they still lost, so he didn't really do a good job, I guess. I don't have any clue who this guy is. Johnny Gargano beat Austin Theory. Um, yeah. I'd say it's still, you know, the highlights of these shows are the great video packages that they've been doing. Ember had a really good one. I thought Candice and Shotzi Blackheart had a really match. Yeah. Actually, I really like Shotzi in that. Yeah. Clearly, it's the Halloween spirit, but Shotzi's getting over with me finally. Yeah, she's tanking care of business, Liam. Oh, and now I hate her again. <laughs> but is she takering care of business? Tony Storm squashed Aaliyah. Uh, Drake Maverick and Killian Dane are still doing their odd couple tag team gimmick. Oh, I can't, I'm, I'm kind of liking it, though. They're getting me into it now. I don't like Drake's facial expression. We'll talk about it more when, because there's another segment of the show, so we'll, ta- we'll yeah. talk about it more then. Uh, and then Damian Priest defeated Dexter Loomis in the main event before Cameron Grimes beat some people up. You know what's crazy? You know Dexter Loomis? He does his, like, little slide gimmick that he does. He does it yeah. out of the ring. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> He's actually super athletic, which makes the gimmick make no sense. It's, it's always been very confusing. What if he just, like, spike himself getting out of the ring? What if he doesn't? I guess. it's. I mean, it, it stuck around with me enough for me to remember it. Then, yeah, Grimes came in... He did a great cartoon spot where his hat was still in the ring, so he had to Indiana Jones jump over and get it, and it was perfect. Yeah, I did quite like that. And the referee, he had to get rid of the evidence, Liam. I'm also, I'm a pretty big fan of um, uh, Babyface wins from an interference, but they don't know that the interference happened. Mm. I, I'm, I do like that uh, that finish. If Damien Priest saw the hat, would he have been like, no, I cannot take the victory yeah, that's this the thing. way? That's. I think we should have established that earlier. That if someone sees that, oh, that'll be the next one. Someone will see the hat, and then he'll be like, "Wait a minute." Um, I did thought it was an. Yeah, it's probably not the best choice to have him beat up Grimes after the match, though. Kind of further shits on Grimes, but Grimes is whatever. Well, like in theory, the idea of Grimes costing him the match is to get heat for those so that you want to see Dexter Loomis get revenge. But then they just let you see Dexter Loomis get revenge. So. And because it's NXT, there'll probably be a triple threat match for this title. Oh, good. There's they, why do they, they do so many gimmick matches? We're doing a bunch of them next week for Halloween Havoc, or this week, when this thing finally goes up. Yeah, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, the, they go to Triple Threat so much. It's like their the go-to. I don't know. Which brings us to this week's episode of WWE So there's a Triple Threat. <laughs> which opened with a Triple Threat match between Kushida, Tommaso Ciampa, and Velveteen Dream. Kushida won. I do not like Jeans Kushida. I've come down on the side. Yeah. I don't like uh, big jeans Kushida either. It's weird that, like, the guy with probably the best gear in the company, they're like, we need you to, we need you to switch it up. Yes, that works. And, like, too much, like, at all stages, like, the three wrestlers in this match used to wrestle in basically just wearing a pair of pants. Uh, Tahuti Miles wrestles in basically just a pair of pants. Too many people on the show aren't wrestling in wrestling gear. Yeah. So what, this, this isn't street fights. This isn't raw underground. And it's fine if, like, one wrestler is like, oh, he's different because he dresses, you know, unconventionally. But now they have, mm. like, three people doing it. Mm. Two of them were in this match. And Tommaso Ciampa used to do it, so... 
<laughs> I was gonna say, didn't like Kenny Williams literally have this gear? Apparently, which was it, like Kushida kind of inspired. I don't know, but it's like he literally had like the full jean things though. <laughs> like he had mm. them exactly. I don't know. Kushida still has his like cool white boots, which don't really work yeah. with the jeans. Oh well, gotta do what you gotta do. Um, yeah, this Kushida versus Champa match was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, nothing else happened. Nobody else was there. Adam Cole was not on an iPad. Yeah. Adam Cole on an iPad was so, like, jarring, <laughs> but I I was like, I'm cool with it. It's like, he was like, legitimately, if you've seen the episode of The Big Bang Theory where Sheldon goes around on an iPad, he was set up like that. Yeah. Just in the middle of Undisputed Era, it's just like the three of them, and then in the middle is Adam Cole on an iPad. Every time, like, because Cole, for some reason, shoots like half of his promos at his house, <laughs> I always just want Brett to be in the back doing the face or some shit. <laughs> I love the idea that Cole's just like, guys, I'm not coming in this week. Uh, get me on the iPad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my, my my eye still hurts. And, like, there is a reason. Like, uh, the, it's to set up the Pat McAfee angle later, so he can't make that. But wasn't the he there he's... the week before? Yeah, but he's not there the week Pat McAfee is there. That's the point. But, like, they said he wasn't there because he was nursing his injuries. Wouldn't his injuries be more fresh and more painful the week before? Maybe he came to work last week thinking he could do it, then realized he was very bad and in very bad shape, so he had to stay home for a week. That's fair. Uh, Ember Moon beat Jesse Kamea. There you go. That's my review. I don't remember. <laughs> there was a squash. Come on. Speaking of squashes, the colossal Bronson Reed squashed Austin Theory and then Austin Theory quit. Uh, Reed's Titantron rules. It's pretty good. I'm, as I said, I'm on board with the colossal Bronson Reed. I'm on the bronze. I'm on the big Bronson energy train. That's not a thing anymore. Does it? Uh, n- nonetheless, thick boy. He doesn't thick do that boy anymore, Bronson either. Reed. I like the, the like the, way, the colossal is basically the thick boy gimmick. It's like the colossal it's the and thick boy are, are synonyms, but yeah, yeah, it's the serious thick boy. Yeah, serious thick boy. I, I'm a big fan of it. Um, I don't. It's so weird because they have so many like of these mid card level dudes. Mm-hmm. And then, like, two main adventures. <laughs> yes. It's like, maybe we should try building some of these up and not just having them beat the same nerds everywhere. Well, they're pushing Damien Priest. I think they're trying to elevate Damien Priest above that big card nerd. I think slot. he is almost. But, like, soon maybe you have to, I don't know, have Priest drop the belt and then go up further and then have someone take that spot. Yeah, have the Bronson Reeds and Cameron Grimes of the world actually be pushed. Mm. Instead of, I'm sure Bronson Reed will lose to Kushida next week, and then Kushida will lose to Damian Priest, and then Damian Priest will lose to Johnny Gargano, and then Johnny Gargano will lose to. Yeah. Going Gargano on the chain. will still be in the for the next 10 years. Reed squashed Theory again before Austin Theory quit. So good. Yeah. Oh, and we'll never have to see him ever again. I'm sure that's the way this will. Um, this is Zia Lee stuff's weird. <laughs> she needs this match, Liam. She needs it. It just reads to me like. She has her family hostage somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And they're like... Boa walked up to her. It's like, here's an envelope. And in the envelope is pictures of her family yeah. tied up. And if it's like, if you cannot beat Casey Catanzaro, your family will die. It's like, it, it feels like on the level of like, um, like soon there's going to be people at um, Blizzard E-Game Sports talking about Xia Lee and then they'll get fired. <laughs> uh, we'll be cancelling Boa on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> that should be oh, that's the that's the direction they go with the gimmick. <laughs> they become like nationalists <laughs> who, who who only follow like it's all China. <laughs> Taiwan doesn't exist. It's Taiwan, uh, right? I'm not that versed in 
international politics. But yeah, like that's it, it feels so, it's so weird. It's it's like one of those things where it's happening on screen and I would just get a little uncomfortable. <laughs> like if it was, it just doesn't feel like a thing that's pro wrestling. And also, like Willie Regal is like, ah, sure, Jaya, it's not that important. And Jaya's like, no, William, you don't understand. Well, they're I gonna burn down my house. This match. <laughs> Please. I'll take it under consideration. Yeah, he doesn't want to be seen, you know, backing down. Uh, Yes. (laughs) And things like Lagzai Elite, and obviously Big Ball Boys, but it's just a weird, it's a weird, weird angle. Legago del Fantasma defeated your unknown wrestler, Ashanti, the Adonis, Jake Atlas, uh, Isaiah Scott. I don't know what they're doing here. Because, like, Legado del Fantasma keep beating Scott, and Scott keeps somehow, like, getting title matches. Maybe it's just a, like, it's, we're not caught up with the 205 law. So maybe it's this is a story that's being told on 205. The nuance of it all. No, aren't 205 Live doing the 205 Live originals against the 205 Live new breed angle at the moment? Excuse me? <laughs> There's like Everrise and, and like, um, what's his name? Mansoor against like Brian Kendrick and Tony Nice, I think, in a 205 Live originals Kurt against was 205 there. Live. Yeah, it's good to Kurt Stallion's another one of the new breed. And Brian Kendrick's like, I'm one of the old heads here on 205 Live. You people are, you Johnny come latelys can't do anything. <laughs> I didn't even know that Brian Kendrick was still on TV. I think it's probably, yeah. Arya Davari cutting promos on these kids not knowing how to work. Hilarious. Did you see did- Bound for Glory last night? Or did you see Davari? The guy is jacked. Dude's jacked. He has muscles on muscles on muscles. Shout out to that guy. Uh, Legato, I like this match again I'm, I'm still always a slightly disappointed in these Legato del Fantasma six mans because I expected a little more but they're good match I think like I just want Wilder Mendoza to like be tag champs or something yeah and uh, Wild has cool gear Wild always has cool oh, gear dude, it's always like all of them. different and weird Legato del Fantasma like all, literally all of them have amazing and it's all different too good stuff like purely based on aesthetic alone great state we go to the gargano household in which they have a training wheel which is a tiny version of the spin the wheel make the deal wheel which i very much approve of (laughs) why does the wheel want me dead (laughs) johnny gargano is very upset at the wheel johnny gargano is like what chris jericho is trying to be basically nah i don't know johnny gargano is good chris jericho i've decided it's true at all Although, I wouldn't be opposed to a Candace Gargano musical next week. Oh, it would be so good! Johnny and Candace should do a musical. Come on. Should be about yeah. how much they hate wheels. <laughs> Spin the wheel. You gotta go in and make the deal. <laughs> and Liam, I would believe 100% that Johnny and Candace spontaneously break oh, into song. One hu- and also the fact like, and that they would be able to like match each other too perfectly because they're so in sync with each other. Yes. It's... I would not have a believability issue there if yeah. they just broke into song. Exactly. Uh, Johnny hates wheels. It wants him dead. It gave him buried alive. Candice LeRae got a, a trick or street fight and she was like, I've never lost a street fight. And Johnny was like not amused because he got a casket match. And he's very upset. <laughs> buried alive and then casket. That's a rough uh, to go of it. Is the payoff going to be that he actually gets one of those matches? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. How the payoff is, it's a death match. <laughs> Coal miner's glove match. And Johnny's like, what the hell is that? No, he he wanted, he, he before he spun the wheel the second time, he said, come on, Coal miner's glove. He should, uh, it's a tracksuit match. He's going to get a tracksuit match. First person to take the other person's tracksuit. Yeah. Priest. It's the Mike Spears special. <laughs> Ever rise? 
Yes, Ever-Rise defeated Killian Dane and Drake Maverick, but then after the match they were beating up Drake and then Killian Dane made the save and he's like, oh, no one can beat up Drake but me! No, that was last week. But they're still friends. This week it was Drake got DQ'd and then he was like, oh, yeah, Yo, that's snapped. the fire I want to see, baby. Uh, yeah, there you go. Dude, and I like that. That's exactly what I wanted that to happen with. Like, as soon as he DQ'd, I wanted like Dane to be like, yeah, come on, boy. I will say... I like the whistling theme. <laughs> yes, we're back, boy. We're back on this. I don't like Spud being a goof, because he can be so much more. But I do like the whistling theme. Furry and the Fury, tag team of the year. And like last week on NXT, when he was like, when he cut off the whistling and Spud was like, we didn't even get to the whistling part. Mm. Very upset. Yeah. God, don't make me turn the corner on <laughs> this after Furry. No, I can never admit I'm wrong. But no, we weren't. No, we weren't wrong. Okay, the first time it sucked. It's just gotten better, and now it, we're they've right. improved. We're always on the right side of it. Yeah, never wrong. Ever rise, never wrong. Undisputed Era were taken out, and Kyle O'Reilly was Who like, "Ah, oh, my friends." It's the lizard people. They killed Bobby. Uh, this is Casey Catanzaro beat Jaya Lee, which means one of Jaya Lee's family has been murdered. Unfortunate. <laughs> Rick Gonzalez beat people up after the match and cut a promo on Rhea Ripley. What is her connection week. to the Chinese government? That's a question we should all be asking. Mm, Raquel, show us the emails. Oh, yeah. Tim Thatcher. Tim Thatcher had a oh, okay, that, was, that was fine. That wasn't even towing the the line there. Uh, yeah, you like this Tim Thatcher segment. I thought it was really good. Okay. I thought the, like, the fact that they, they framed it like it was um, like a UFC public workout... Mm-hmm. Where they just had everyone around, and the fact that the crowd was into it at the start, and they clapped along when he was showing different techniques. Uh, I see. That's the way Tim Thatcher's life works. Everyone just claps along as he shows people techniques. Yeah, and, and then you know Andrew Green <laughs> for some reason instead of Anthony. Um, sure. Yeah, he, he fought back, and then he got beat up. Yeah, it was good stuff. There you go. And now Tim Thatcher will wrestle uh, Bronson Reed on next week's NXT and lose. Well, we only have one more match, Liam, our main event, in which only Lorkin and Danny Birch defeated Breezango, in which uh, they actually did the same angle, now that I think about it, in which a a mystery man, uh, the, the mystery man made much more <laughs> sense because it was revealed as Pat McAfee here than it did on AEW, but the mystery man Pat McAfee helped them to Breezango in a decision I don't like on multiple levels because Breezango barely won, but I also don't like only Lorkin and Danny Birch's like, heels because they were like the underdog likable tag team. Yeah, I was going to say, the underdogs, they finally won the big one, but they had to go bad. To- I don't like that. Like, I, I prefer those two wrestlers. But it also kind of proves like if they start just beating dudes now it's going to be so weird because it's like you couldn't do it before but then you you won the titles and you suddenly can now but it's going to be even worse they're only going to beat people because of pat cheating but that makes more sense <laughs> i don't care I'm like sick it's going to lead to worse matches but it makes more sense done to death I thought you were the logic person, huh? I don't mind Pat McAfee. I'm a very logic. Uh, on the show as a manager, I wish just picked somebody better to. Well, I think he was supposed to be Ridge Holland first. So, I, was it? Do you think it was supposed to be a stable with Ridge Holland and Oni and Birch? Maybe just dudes that Liam likes and Pat McAfee. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. I'm still unsure whether Undisputed Era are baby faces. Well, the thing was last week when they came out, they got booed. <laughs> And it's like, they control the booths, so... So, we were to dislike them last week, but they were screwed this week after they were attacked. Is this their baby face? Is this, like, the final moment? 
their like 16th babyface turn in the last like th- like four weeks. We're finally actually doing it. Sure. What is this going to lead to? Another Adam Cole Pat McAfee match? Uh, War game? Ridge Holland returns with one leg. Undisputed Era against Pat McAfee and friends in War Games, maybe. Oh, well, then who's sense. his who's his next friend gonna be? It's gonna be May. Uh, Tim Thatcher. No, it's gonna be Anthony Andrew Green. After he was so impressed that he stood up to Tim Thatcher. It's gonna be Ashante Theodon. I can't believe you don't know who who he like, It's gonna be Chad Gable returning to NXT. Oh yeah. She's gonna, gonna do Austin a swap theory. with Austin. <laughs> I was gonna say his swap with Austin Theory. It's definitely isn't it? Oh, he's gonna have the non-stable allegedly. <sighs> Uh, match of the week um, well let's do match of last week first or two weeks ago first oh yeah match of two weeks oh no I closed the tabs no I don't remember what was oh, on but I also shows. closed the tabs quick vamp uh, so we always of course pick the best match of the week and it's a tradition on our podcast that we pick those matches mm-hmm. and decide which of those matches is the best match mm-hmm. and then award it match of the week on our show so that it can be celebrated we had Mox Archer. We uh-huh. had Sheeta and Swole. Uh-huh. We had, goddamn, uh, Cody and OC. Uh-huh. And we had Miro and his Legion. Somebody, Sean Maluda. And then we oh, I don't F- even have to check. On NXT, my, my vocals to Candice and Shotzi. Sure. I'll give it to Candice and Shotzi. Yeah. There you go. Candice and Shotzi match of the week. Which was the better show last week? Or two weeks ago? Uh, and I, I liked the other show. I liked AEW. Uh, yeah. I think AEW is narrowly beating it there, but it's a better show. Yeah. Sorry. And then match of the week this week. Do I even Garrett, have to ask? Garrett. My, my mind says one thing, but my body. Uh, Just pick the Wardlow match. Do it. I pick Wardlow. I'll pick Panther. Um, and yeah, it was one of the better AEW shows too, so. So Johnny Gargano was great. Yeah, but you can't give it, <laughs> you can't give it to NXT based on one Johnny Gargano thing. Can't die. I mean, given like entire hey, show ratings because say, of Wardlow matches before. I don't think that's true. But if it was an even week, then definitely you could do that. But it was kind of a blowout. All right. But Johnny, Johnny's doing his best. He's doing good work. I'm, I'm not debating that. You can listen to Wednesday War Games usually every week. Oh, we hit a poll. I don't even think we did polls. I mean, one of them. We did a poll two weeks ago in which AEW won 83-17, and then we didn't do a poll this week because I forgot. But also you forgot. Yeah, but it's not my responsibility. <laughs> All right, listen, pal. You can follow us on Twitter at WarGamesPod, where if we do vote in the poll, or you, if we do post the poll, you can vote in it. If you would like more <laughs> AEW coverage in your podcasting feed, you can listen to Everything Elite. If you'd like more WWE television show coverage in your podcasting feed, you can listen to Shake Them Ropes. Thanks for listening. And bye-bye. Bye.